Livingston was all about the Northern Pacific Railroad and uh, would be for quite a long time. When Kevin and I first talked about this, we talked about a lot of the similarities, but realizing talking what Kevin did here today, there's really some differences between Livingston and Billings, how they, they came about. But it was really important. Livingston, uh, like I said, was all about the railroad right from the very beginning. We're going to get into that. I'm going to be a little bit different than Kevin does. I'm going to show about the, the uh, growth of the town and how quickly it came about and how MP influenced that. And then we'll talk a little bit about uh, Livingston's industry, which was quite a bit different. So early on, though, in the upper Yellowstone Valley, beyond Livingston, Fort Parker, uh, this was the first Crow Indian Agency. It's about eight miles east of Livingston. This was the first uh, kind of what we call European people coming in and settling at that time. It would be there until 1875 when it was moved to Absorkey. This is a William Henry Jackson photo taken in 1871. He was out here with the Hayden Surveys. And got this picture, and uh, I'm going to hold it against him that we're going to talk about a town. I saw it on that early map of uh, Kevin's uh, Benson's Landing. was a ferry across the Yellowstone River that serviced Fort Parker. Have no photographs of it yet. I know they're out there somewhere. Uh, William Henry Jackson would have had to cross that ferry to get over to take this photograph. And so I hold it against him that he didn't take a picture of Benson's Landing. But early on, real early, uh, development in that area because of the coming of the railroad, and they knew they were coming. This is Hunter's Hot Springs in 18, uh, actually uh, 1882. Uh, the railroad is, is there, they're building the railroad, and uh, Dr. Hunter had bought this about 1870, and uh, actually the, the building, whoa, that's not what I wanted to do. Where's my pointer here? That must be a pointer. This, this is a stereo, homemade stereo. This building over here was built in 1870. It was a hotel. And there was, boy, there's nothing there. I mean, in 1870, there was nothing between Bozeman and Bismarck, North Dakota. And so this was a really early establishment. And uh, tourism, you know, hot springs were real popular back then, so we had a lot of tourism going on. And this would lead, when the railroad comes, to... Uh, uh, the development of a small town that's still there today. How many of you are familiar with Springdale, Montana? Springdale was built as a railroad stop for you to get off and go to Hunter's Hot Springs. That's how it, that's how it got its beginnings. This is uh, Clark City. We had our early town before the railroad got here. This is either late 1882 or 1883. Uh, Clark was a major contractor for the Northern Pacific Railroad. And you can see this is quite a shanty town going up, typical western town. What happened was there was all these people at Benson's Landing, which is about three miles up the river from here, waiting for the railroad. So just like the people of Colson who were waiting for the railroad, and that was a big game if you read about the development of the railroads. Where were they going to put their depots? And could you get your property in there somewhere before the railroad got there? So the railroad played their locations pretty pretty close. They didn't talk about where they were going to be. Then in August of 1882, the Northern Pacific Railroad releases its plat 
in New York City on Livingston, Montana, showing where it was going to be. And it was pretty close uh, to Clark City. This is another photo we just got about a year ago of Clark City. Uh, and you can see it's really something. This was taken in October of 1882. That's Sheep Mountain in the background there, and the Yellowstone River looks, runs along the bottom. The Yellowstone River would be right behind this part of Clark City. They're right down on the river. But just imagine, for those of you who know Livingston and the wind, spending a winter out here must have really been something. But this was early, so the 1882 August MP says, this is where we're going to build Livingston, this is our plat, because they own that property. They had it all laid out, the town lots and all. So everybody abandons Benson's landing and moves up to Clark City. They call it Clark City. But uh, the railroad had already decided on the name of Livingston. And Livingston, as you said, was the guy, he was a major stockholder of Northern Pacific Railroad, so that's why the town got named after him. This is what happened. Talking about the railroad changing everything. This is probably a couple of Irish workers on the, <laughs> on the listening to the program this morning. Um, quite the work. Um, took a lot of wheelbarrows to cut and fill for that. These uh, photographs, a few of these, this is 1882. The Rover Bozeman Pass. They're on their way down to Bozeman. That's Frog Rock up there. The freeway today goes right up here. Uh, these are, this in the next photo are two really rare photographs, probably haven't been seen much on the Northern Pacific Railroad. And um, this is what they were building. You can see the track coming up here. So this is going to change everything. Uh, it's just, it's, the railroad coming must have been something like our cell phones coming, right? I mean, it just changed everything overnight. Prior to the railroad, everything moved at the speed of a horse. And all of a sudden, now you've got a convenience that can haul tons of freight at 35, 40, 50 miles an hour. It's just unbelievable what that must have been in the sight of the people who were in the area. But this was a, a really nice photograph of the construction of the Northern Pacific Railroad. And one of the things I like to point out, if you look really close at this track, this is pretty rough. And a matter of fact, as soon as Northern Pacific drove the Golden Spike and went bankrupt and then reorganized, they started rebuilding the entire railroad because they were building for speed and mileage. They got paid by mileage uh, from the government as well. So they were just throwing these tracks down. The first trains were about 25 miles an hour was about all these tracks could handle. So they went back through and immediately just started building the whole railroad, putting in new ties, fixing up the roads, and so forth. Created a lot of jobs. Uh, this, for economic development in what was to become uh, Park County, was probably one of the most major pieces of construction done. This is an F.J. Haynes photograph. Uh, taken probably in the spring of 1883. This is the railroad bed coming up here. This actually isn't the Yellowstone River. This was at that time called Spring Creek. It's now Depew Creek, if you're familiar with that area. The Yellowstone River is over here. This hill came right down in. And this was a constriction that stopped movement into the Paradise Valley and south all the way to Yellowstone. 
prior to the railroad building through here, the people that were already in Paradise Valley were going over what's called Trail Creek and going to Bozeman. Of course, Livingston doesn't exist yet at this point. So once the railroad blows this out, they virtually dynamited their way through this, they opened up two very important economic factors for the upper Yellowstone. The uh, Paradise Valley, the agriculture and the mining at the Evergreen area, and Yellowstone National Park. All at one point, they got a train. So this was a major development for the growth of the county. <clears throat> this is the road through Yankee Jim Canyon in 1882. So you can see uh, pretty hard going through there. Well, after 1883, you get this. So things, well, once again, just that you can't, you can't overstate the importance of the railroad in the development. We had the mines and everything, the money, but it was the railroad and that connection to the outside world. As Kevin said, you could go anywhere on those railroads. So it became very, very important. This is Cinnabar in 1885. This was the terminus of the Yellowstone Park Railroad. Um, Gardner's about three miles down the road here. There was a land dispute. The railroad ended up here until 1903. That's when they got through to Gardner and built their depot at Gardner. This is the uh, Henderson Ranch that they used. So Henderson had been here since the 1870s, so there was already ranching and farming going on in the Paradise Valley. But once again, the arrival of the railroad and then Gardner in 1903. And there's the depot and the coaches getting ready and a train coming in through the canyon there. Livingston, early spring, 1883. And Livingston is a tea town, <laughs> as Kevin had pointed out. This is the original depot. And then there's a single railroad track running across in front of it here. And uh, this would be the north side. There's a couple buildings here. This photograph is taken off the north side hill right behind my museum. And it's a great spot. We have photos. I could do a history of Livingston through photos off the north side hill. But you're looking down uh, what is today's 2nd Street right here. And then this is Main Street over here. And this is the, the, would be the south side of Clark City. And they're right down along the river. We'll see some more photos of it. But the town immediately started building up, as Kevin pointed out, because of the railroad. There's the depot. This is Park Street behind it here. The only thing on Park Street is the Brunswick Hotel sitting here, ready for passengers in 1883. They started uh, Yellowstone Park Service in uh, September of 1883. They started hauling people down there. So uh, that was part of the immediate growth. <clears throat> Livingston starts growing really quick. And one of the reasons it grows really quick, and it's very, going to be very, very prosperous, because the NP says, we're going to build shops here. We're going to be able to rebuild shops. This is also at the bottom of Bozeman Pass. So it's a great place to stop, to put on pusher engines to get up over the pass. But they're going to build their shops here. And in 1883, in the Livingston Enterprise, the MP Railroad says, we're going to provide at least 1,000 jobs at the shops. 
eventually we're going to get there up to 1,000. By 1920, there was about 1,700 jobs at the Livingston, uh, total jobs. We'll talk a little bit about that. By June, Park Street is uh, building up. This is, whoops, back. This is Wet Steens. He was a liquor wholesaler. He had places all over Montana. He might have had a place here in buildings. I haven't tracked him down. This is Wyrick and Davis uh, Drugstore, and they also built another building for community events. Their upstairs were open like ballrooms, and they advertised that it was a great place for dances and for secret organizational meetings. For those. And then this is the Merchant Hotel, a block down. So by June, Park Street is starting to fill up. We're starting to get businesses. This photograph was taken in September of 1883. And here's the depot over here on the side over here. This is like 3rd Street. So you can see, although this is taken a little bit further away, the downtown area has exploded with growth. We've got the Wyrick buildings in uh, Westings. Uh, building right there at the corner is going up. The National Park Bank is going to be there. I mean, the first interstate bank is going to be there. This actually is the Merchant Hotel. This building is Orshile and Brothers, a building that was there until 1982. But you see Main Street. This is Clark City back here, right down along the river. Where, where they were, and they're going to all start moving up here. Once again, like Kevin said, once the railroad built the depot, everything starts focusing around the depot. In 1883, Kevin pointed out they were talking about they needed good time, they needed a clock. In 1883, in the newspaper, they're complaining about all the garbage in the street. Then the pig farms down here on 2nd Street pouring all the refluent into the Old Stone River. It's a little bit different. Uh, so this was a really interesting, good photograph we just got. And then the photographer walked down the North Side Hill and took this photo. This is Clark City back here. What's interesting, this is September of 83. These are the railroad shops already being built. They've already got about 200 workers working in the shops. And that photographer, if he would have just walked about another 100 feet to the left, we could have seen the construction of the roundhouse. That was already underway because they knew they were going to need that. This is workers' housing here. was a dormitory. This is now the east side. It hasn't filled out yet, but the downtown area you see is filling. All these people from the 1883-84 newspapers, there's just constant stories of businesses moving up. What they call this old town at that point, they're moving up to the downtown area. So here's a comparison in... Uh, just six months from spring of 83 to September of 83. So the town just exploded. And once again, a lot of prosperity is coming, a lot of people are building, and the reason for that is, is because unlike a lot of western towns, they're not relying on mining or agriculture, they know the railroad is going to be providing jobs. It's all about the railroad in Livingston. This is a photograph looking down Main Street in April of 1884. There's the Merchant Hotel I mentioned earlier, Orshaw Brothers. These are brick buildings, and there's actually at this point 
uh, nine two-story brick buildings in Livingston. There's two brick yards operating, turning out about two million bricks a year to keep up with the construction. There's all kinds of construction going on down Main Street here. <clears throat> so once again, the prosperity of the railroad really moved really quickly. You don't see this in a lot of early western towns where you get this type of building immediately. Uh, Carver was a department store, Orshaw Brothers was, and then this is Major Peace's building. Major Peace was the first Indian uh, representative at Fort Parker, and he moved into Livingston and got into business. This is 1886. Uh, what has happened here is they moved the depot. This now is, this is 2nd Street, this is Main Street, Park Street out in the front. This is the Albemarle Hotel, went up in late 1885. There's the Wyrick buildings in there. But they moved the depot up and across the tracks. So originally, the track side, you know, the back side of the building, or, uh, was toward the city, but they moved it up and turned it around facing the development of the downtown area. This is kind of interesting. What you'll notice here is Clark City is mostly gone. Most of them have moved out. And this big gap here, which we'll look at a comparison photo, one of their catastrophic fires in 1885 took out about a two-block area of the town and they haven't built back in there yet. But you can see the downtown area is really filling up the Main Street area here. Uh, so this is 1886. They want a new county. All their legal business is happening in Bozeman across the pass, 30 miles away, um, and so forth. And plus, you know, the money, the tax money is going over there, what money there was. So actually the following year in 1887, Park County gets uh, separated off of Gallatin County. And Park County is created. And at that point, Park County includes Sweetgrass County, Stillwater County, and Carbon County. That was all Gallatin County uh, originally. And then later, after 1887, they break off the other counties as they grow. But you can see how fast the town is growing here. This is a comparison picture. Uh, 1883, there's Clark City and Main Street. You can see how full it is. At 86, Main Street's got that big fire. Clark City's gone. Things are moving along pretty quick here. This is 1903, uh, 20 years later, and there's the new depot. They moved it back across the tracks and face the tracks. This was built, that's the depot that is there today, our big beautiful depot. Here is the, actually the third depot. The, the first one burned down and then they rebuilt this big brick one and then in 1902 they built a big one here. But you can see the development of town in 20 years has just filled up. This is the city hall and fire department here looking down Main Street. Yellowstone River right along the back end of town. Got to move along. This is what it was all about. These are the beginning of the shops. Probably sometime in 1884, because they haven't built the big shops, rebuilt shops yet, although they're working here, you can see all the big buildings that got a big smelter because they were doing iron work. Here's the roundhouse over here. At this point in 1884, one year after the town, 
they have somewhere between six to 800 people employed by the railroad. And this is a population of about 1,500 people. So almost half their population is working for the railroad. And they're making good wages, especially the guys in the shops are making good. Now this includes everybody, conductors, brakemen, uh, you know, ticket agents and so forth, and then the guys working in the shops. Uh, this is actually about 1912. They did a big addition. You can see that big stack. They've got another one. They've put in the big rebuilt shops. And this is right after they added nine new stalls. So they're really progressing. These are electrical shops, wheelwright shops, boilerplate shops. Now, Livingston did not build engines. They rebuilt engines. N.P. bought engines from the Baldwin and other railroad companies, but this is where they were rebuilding them. It's halfway between uh, Chicago and Puget Sound, Minneapolis and Puget Sound, so it was a good place for them to, uh, to move stuff in for building. This is the interior shot of the main, the main rebuilt shops, and they could completely rebuild seven engines a month in there, so what they were cranking out. So by this time, they're up to a thousand or more employees working. So there's tinsmiths, pipe fitters, boiler makers, iron workers, forgers, uh, doing everything. So all, what all these engines are is those steam engines, they only last so long. The water kicks them all up in the pipes, so you've got to rip them all apart and rebuild them. So that's what they were doing in Livingston. And as I said, by the 1920s. Here's the roundhouse, the early roundhouse. Um, it was built in 1883, had 21 stalls, had a 60-foot turntable on it. Uh, by 1920, actually, they doubled it to 44 stalls and had a 105-foot uh, turntable in it. And it employed 100 people just to work inside the, the roundhouse. And it wasn't always fun and games. Every now and then, Somebody had a bad day <laughs> at the, uh, I imagine some engineer was being demoted that day, got away and dropped into the pit. Uh, this is major, what was going on. This is the North Coaster, parts of 225. There's the depot. This is taken after 1903. You can't see this sign very well, but this says Yellowstone Park Train. So they had a siding. They backed the train up there in the morning, and that's where you got on and took your trip down to Yellowstone National Park. But this was going on. And I think one of the reasons they moved the depot, which was over here, back over to this side, if you think about it, at this point there's like four railroad lines. And they had the depot over there, so when you got off the train to go to town, you had to cross four sets of railroad tracks. I just think it was probably too dangerous. So when they redid the new depot, they reconfigured it back over. That's a guess just on that for safety. This way they could unload the people right off the railroad tracks. Uh, this is a really nice aerial view of the, um, of the property uh, taken in the late 1940s. They're still expanding. In the middle of World War II, they're expanding the rebuild shops. You can see the construction going on here. Here's the big roundhouse. 
all the other big buildings and shops affiliated in here's the town that t-shape once again the north side that hill goes right up there's not a lot of building space between the railroad and the north side hill at this point so here's the finished rebuilt shop and then they're still going to add on talking once again about jobs here they're tearing off the east side of the rebuilt shops they ripped out half the roundhouse and they're going to put a drive-through diesel uh, facility here and there's the finished facility when they're going through so what I'm pointing at as you can see here the Livingston was a little bit different oh I gotta stop talking that's it no. <laughs> Livingston was a little bit different than Billings in that it was solely focused on the railroad like I said, by the 1920s, 1930s, there's 1,700 employees for the railroad out of a population of 5,000. So it was the town. It was the town's industry. We don't have the industry that Billings had. It was the railroad it, up until 1987 when BNSF moved the shops out. Uh, here's a nice aerial view showing, once again, the layout, um, the big roundhouse, the big shops. They haven't started the diesel shop on this one yet. And I talked with Bruce this morning. This actually is, I don't know what you'd call it, a colony. This was Japanese area right on the railroad property. And there were a lot of Japanese workers, single men working in here. This area is no longer there. I'd like to get someone to do an archaeology dig out there. It'd be interesting. Uh, James J. Hill, who had the Great Northern, later bought the Northern Pacific, preferred Japanese workers. And he sends out a, a bulletin when he's building the Great Northern and tells his people that whenever a Japanese person applies, hire him on the spot. He really liked them. They provided housing here for the Japanese workers. They also provided steam because they had so much steam production going on over here. They were doing hydroponic gardening. One of our old-timers remembers when he was about five years old walking over here with his mother. They lived on the north side here in February and January buying fresh vegetables from the Japanese. They were moved out in World War II. Everybody here was moved out to Hart Mountain down in Wyoming. And this disappears at that point. But an interesting little sidebar. And you can see the development of the town here. And then this is a nice shot. This is an area of view taken in 19, uh, 2010. Livingston's right on the river and we have these beautiful parks down here and a walkway along the river on our river. This is the high school. But what you can see here, this is the downtown, major downtown area. The depot was right in here. So just like in Billings, the downtown area sprang up where the depot was. Uh, our red light district was right over in here on the end of B Street. And that was actually platted out by the railroad. That's where they put it themselves. They had it set out. They knew that the guys were going to be using it, so they had an area set aside. But what's interesting, you see this big arc here. That's the railroad property. Just a major impact on the, the physical part of the town. The west side of town. This was uh, 4th Street over here. It's called Yellowstone Avenue. We call it Bankers Row. This is where all the merchants and bankers. The east side was where all the workers lived. And they're right across from the shops. 
fact, there was an underground walkway so they didn't have to cross the tracks to get home over here. So the development of the town, the east side was the workers' town, and you have the downtown area, then the, the merchants and bankers. And then also, like in Billings, the lots were really small, real thin lots. And that was for selling property. I believe that they could sell more property. A lot of the buildings on this side, the big houses sit on three or four lots. In the middle of them, you get over here, they get pretty small sometimes. So quickly what that was was just to show you that the development, how fast Livingston developed by 1886, 1887. It was huge, it created its own county. The focus was always the railroad. And the, the Yellowstone Park route, although it was important, was not so much important to the railroad people as these shops were. This is where all the jobs were at that time. And so once again, you can see not only, you know, but that physical footprint of the railroad yards in the town. And it had that typical T, the railroad. This developed, the north side area developed later, 20s, 30s, 40s, and today. There's my museum right there, that big building, so you can come and visit me. So, I'm out of town, but uh, thank you.